move Javante Davis Living young, got room for patience This a dope podcast, it ain't drugs when we move bases Houston, we got a problem, taking off like the Rockets This a three-man weed, coming at you with topics Get to hit me with logic, baby, showtime's back You slow, catch up, you run a 4-9 flat It's imperative, transitioning from changing the narrative You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week Come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week We come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it Yo, 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 what's good out there, everybody? You already know who it is. You got your three favorite guys from your favorite podcast, the Three Man Weave Podcast. You got your guy, Cannon, with you as always. Plus, I got both. Nope. Oh, only got Mm. one of my counterparts with me today. So, who I got with me? Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy, Hill. Hill going Hill regardless, baby. Let's get it. Uh, AJ had to, uh, you know, had to use his PTO. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a family matter that had to had to attend to. So we're gonna hold it down for our guy. This is episode eighty two. Eighty two. And we rolling, bro. Mm-hmm. We rolling. Um, you can catch us on all major podcast platforms: Three Man Weave, Instagram, Twitter, Three Man Weave underscore. You can email us at podcast.three.man.weave at gmail.com mm-hmm. like i said it's episode 82 y'all y'all watching this right now on the youtube viewership on the youtube live mm-hmm. facebook group three man weave group so i i want to thank each and every each, each and every one of you all for joining us we're gonna get this thing rocking baby um damn oh yeah i'm gonna show it like this because that's how it did yeah <laughs> Live viewer, y'all gotta click this on the screen to show y'all um the gift stream y'all y'all permission to have y'all pitching y'all face so we can know who who we talking to. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go. You know, I'm I'm it. new to the boys. I'm new to the mm-hmm. boys, so we got hell working the boys today, y'all. So, <laughs> so but you know what? with me. <laughs> yeah, it's all good though, cause you know um it can't always be the three man weave, but it's all good, cause it's basketball. We just adapt, so. When it's two people, we just we go to the give and go. We would the give and go or the pick and roll. So we still working. It don't even matter. But um, look at high kingdom Saxon Saxon AJ home too. <laughs> King you talking trash, yo. King shout out to King, yo. That's my real that's my blood brother. If people don't even know that's my real brother. Um but uh he definitely been supporting us since day one. So uh, shout out to you, bro. Appreciate it. Sean here. What's going on? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Shout out to my guy Sean Hurt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So as as some of you all may see, I'm gonna make sure I show everybody correctly. Mm-hmm. You see who I'm doing it for. Let's talk about it. See who I'm doing it for. I'm doing it for Dak. Got my Dak jersey on. Representation. Mm-hmm. Represent my guy. It was a gruesome injury. Yes. Gruesome injury. I'm not even gonna lie. You mm-hmm. know that. that it hurt me. That hurt me. 
watching their game, it seemed like I was at a funeral. And um, you know, you hate this. You hate to see those type of injuries. We know injuries are a part of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's, it's collision sport. It's a brutal sport. And once again, we know injuries are a part of the game. But those type of gruesome injuries, those somewhat seeming like their career type ending injuries, you don't yeah. really want to see those. You don't want to see those at all. Those kind of hurt. And the type of person that Dak is, I think it hurt. If it hit a little different for a lot of people because mm-hmm. Dak is a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, just to piggyback off what you said, um, Dak reputation precedes him in the NFL um, as far as the things that he's done off the field. Not only off the field, but just um, him being a good guy on the field too as far as just good camaraderie he's all he's always um you know want, wanting the best for his teammates um and just for other players that he know in the league and and i really really hated to see that go down like that um I, I i've had bad leg injuries in my lifetime so me personally i really don't like seeing nobody in the league and or any sports that i watch take a take a leg injury let alone a gruesome one um a broken leg or broken ankle is one of the toughest injuries to come back from especially when it's compound um compound fractures if y'all don't know is when the bone protrudes out of the skin um and that leads to high risk for you know, um, one, the, the break not being clean because of the way that it's poking out the skin, number one. And two, also for infection because all the way to the hospital, the, that bone is exposed. And now you got to put that bone back inside your body. Um, so it, it's, it's definitely a scary injury. Me, personally, uh, being a Washington football team fan, I've dealt with that type of injury recently. And honestly, I would say prior to this year, I would have been so fearful for that. Um, because I, I'm a Dak fan, like you said, even though I'm a Washington football fan, I always root for um, good people in the league um, and people who I just think are, are talented. So I, I hated to see it, but it's funny because the same Sunday is like Alex Smith made his return when nobody thought that he would make his return. So it's like that gives me optimism for Dak because it's like – one thing Hill always tells me is that we're we dealing with modern medicine right now. So it's like a lot of the things that took people out in years past, it's not taking people out anymore. That's that's number one. And number two, it's about how you deal with the adversity of the injury. It's all about the character of the person. And you can see Alex Smith, he didn't he didn't give a damn what nobody said about that injury. We every, The whole world told him, hang it up, it's a wrap. But he got out there, and, and I, I, it actually looked like he could play football when he was out there. I, you know what I'm saying? Even if he'll never play another down, I feel like he accomplished his goal. But I really do feel like Dak is young enough, he's strong enough, he's talented enough to get back, and I hope that he do get back. First thing I think about when gruesome injuries is the timetable, mm-hmm. you know, timetable of recovery. And I'm saying, okay, four to six months was the projected recovery date. I'm like, that's enough time for him to actually get healthy, you know, get acclimated. Hopefully next year we have an actual NFL offseason mm-hmm. that he can actually, you know, go through. And then quarterbacks don't get hit yeah. in practice or in mm-hmm. camp. So all we got to do, all we just got to make sure is you're healthy enough to move around. And 
you should be. I'm I'm confident that he'll be able to come back and be the deck that I know that he is. Yeah. I think the part that it was I had a roller coaster of emotions to be quite honest um, during the game because we was it was a divisional rivalry against mm-hmm. if the Giants we it's an up and down we losing we winning we you know it was a, a entertaining game actually for two, between yeah two no it was it was hard. a good game. <laughs> keep it a buck. Um, it, um, it's just the fact I hate. I think I hated the fact that I hate a lot of stuff because when it comes to the Cowboys, a lot of people just can't keep it real. A buck. They can't keep it a buck when it comes to the Cowboys. And I feel you. So I'm in like I'm in a rock and a hard place. So I'm like, yes, Andy Dalton is you know a capable quarterback mm-hmm. is he a borderline starter in this league yes he's yes he is mm-hmm. on certain teams he could probably start right now and you would have the confidence in him you know he got the pieces around him plug and play mm-hmm. you know as a cowboy fan i'm like you know what let's go let's go get these victories i'm not i'm not team tank in football no to be quite no. honest to be uh i mean not purposely i'm not team purposely taking in football let's say that if you just trash then <laughs> you just trash, but purposely taking, I'm not for that. I'm Cowboys. Let's go out. I'm wanting the Cowboys to win every week. I'm rooting for my team every week. So that's what I'm going. But I just don't want to hear the simple fact that, okay, let's say Andy Dog goes out there and ball. See, he's better than Dak. Y'all didn't need Dak. That's why y'all didn't pay Dak. Y'all got Andy Dalton. And I got to hear that side of the story, that side of the spectrum. And then, but, for, but, but y'all been telling me, that Andy Dalton been trashed his entire career in Cincinnati, but now all of a sudden he come to Dallas, it's a different story. Like, I'm in the catch-22 in this situation because, once again, I don't feel that everybody's going to keep it real. And then let's say let, let's say Andy Dalton does ball out and mm-hmm. get us to the playoff. Yeah. And then he lose another and then he lose another playoff game. Are we going to just say, well, you know, y'all got there to the – you know, with the backup quarterback, it is what it is. Or are we gonna say, "Oh, the Cowboys ain't won the Super Bowl since '95"? Like, are we, <laughs> they are say we gonna all do of that them. again? Like, do do I, all of again? I mean, it got we got to do it all. Come on now, we got to do it all. But but what I will say, that's do a you part, have to do it all. That's a part of the game, right? <laughs> so look, if Andy Dalton balls, which he has all the two set two ball, as you can see when he came in. How he hit Gallup on the money. So it's like he really just needed some talent around him, right? So now let's just say if he does ball, right? The nature of football is if y'all go to the playoffs and, and Dak come back, they're gonna they're gonna try to give Andy a chance to at least prove himself when Dak get there. And oh, if we do have a real season next year, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. And if Dak is the warrior and the talent that you believe that he is, and he comes back and he says, okay, I'm not afraid of no competition. It's football after all. And he going there and either win the job or Andy goes in there and win the job. But I think either way you have, you you put yourself, if y'all can get the defense, the Cowboys put themselves in a, in a good position. I said from the beginning when y'all signed Andy Dalton that it was a good pickup because he's he's – one, he could come to my team and start. So I'm not. I, I'm never gonna downplay anybody that can come to my team and start. That's that. That's number one. And, and number two, I think he can go to a lot more teams 
and start. I just really think that it was over for him. The the Bengals thing, it lasted too long, and they really just, while he was there, were at a lack of offensive talent. But when he had offensive talent, he balled out. He balled, he bro. Out. He balled. And if you watch some of the – if you watch our games, how we starting off, it's been actually – of course, the defense has been historically bad. I mean, last week at one five, Mike Nolan, don't – you know, they showed up a little bit better last week. But the turnovers has really been hurting them. Mm-hmm. And if you've been watching our games, how they've been trying to play some of those earlier, earlier halves, it's been real, you know, bootlegs, short passes, a lot of rhythm, rhythm plays. So all Andy really has to do, and we've been moving the ball. So all Andy really has to do is just minimize the turnover, mm-hmm. save your defense, and if we utilize Zeke, this, like I said, the division is that trash. We should be able to stay afloat, keep it moving, and stay atop of the NFC East with Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Let me go back to uh, Hakeem's state, um, statement. That is the face of the franchise, and to be honest, Andy Dalton can take y'all to the chip, and that gonna get his spot back. I I think you're um, absolutely not believing. He, he's partially correct. I, yeah, I, 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 I think you're minimizing the hate that Dak received from his own fan base. Uh-huh. If you had to remember that during this whole offseason when he didn't have a contract. It's a lot of Cowboy fans that did not want him to get paid, that does not want him to get his money, mm-hmm. that don't want him on the team, that don't believe in Dak. So if 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 we so happen to go to the chip with Andy Dalton, Dak gone, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're not having none of that um, uh, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz type of situation in Dallas. Dallas is too loud. Mm-hmm. Fan base is too loud. Yeah, you got to have a clear-cut guy. And, yeah. But there definitely was a lot of criticism um, towards Dak um, being close to being paid like one of the premier passes in the league, um, which I never understood, as you can see from the first four games of the season, um, that he should have been. Um, but how you feel about that? And I don't want to stay on this topic too long, Hill, but, mm-hmm. but, but we got to touch on how you feel about um the contract situation with you know them trying to get a deal done both sides not not being able to reach the deal um and now we had a gruesome injury that you spoke of earlier how do you foresee things playing out uh as i stated i made a whole contract that contract video so Everybody knows the side I stand on with that contract, where he should have been paid, what they should have gave him, market value, and all that. I'm, I'm an advocate for that getting paid. I'm still an advocate for that getting paid. Mm-hmm. They, both sides were stubborn. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to budge. They, they was moving. They was moving on turtle time, and it came to fruition. They both was cocky, like, okay, you know what. We can get the deal done like next year mm-hmm. because the Cowboys have been making moves, um, um, renegotiating certain contracts, trying to free up cap for next year in in lieu of paying Dak. Or because the um the franchise tag goes up next year if we have to tag them anyway. Yep. So they're already prepared on paying Dak. So they say, and they say injury hasn't changed anything. We want to pay Dak. It is what it is. At the end of the day, 
the reason why I wasn't optimistic optimistic about this season because they didn't pay him. I was mm-hmm. already y'all wasn't going to get all my emotions that I really want to give y'all that I normally give y'all because y'all didn't give him his contract. Mm-hmm. And the injury, it just was the icing on the cake. It yeah. was you know you know what they should have paid him. Oh, uh, the fact that he, the fact that he gambled on himself, and I'm pretty sure that given the circumstances, he would do it again. Absolutely. Football is a gamble. I, I would do it every time. Football is a gamble, period. They could have paid him and still he could have got hurt and they could have found a way not to give him all his money. Yeah, yeah. So it's negotiation. He had to use his leverage and his leverage hasn't wavered because all he has to do is show that he's healthy. If they mm-hmm. let him walk, they let him walk. Another team will pay Dak all his money that he's going to pay. So That's a fact. It's the name of the game. Um, I, I hated the Monday morning quarterback that everybody wanted to pay play. Uh, see, that's why you don't play on the franchise tag. That's why you don't play on the franchise you tag. You better to get your money. <laughs> you got to play on it if they don't but, give you the deal. Put, but they was also the same people that wanted him to sign a a low under market value contract. That's, that's so worse. which one was it? Either you wanted him to get paid or you wanted him to take a, a BS deal. And I'm not. So you got to stay on one side of the fence. You can't. You just can't. Just because hindsight happened, you can't change where you where your stance was. Yep. And um, to answer this question that's on the um, that's on the screen from one of the supporters, should the yeah, Cowboys yeah. look at Cap or another free agent, or y'all think Dalton good? I honestly think Dalton is good. I wouldn't bring nobody else into the quarterback room unless you take another injury to the quarterback position. Um, other than that, I would leave it untouched, um, and I definitely would just kind of stay away from the Cap thing, one, because of the Dallas nature of everything, like, is everything is bigger in Texas. You know how it's even bigger in Dallas. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't even do it. And plus with Dak, like like you said, y'all want a clear-cut guy. Y'all don't want a Nick Foles, Carson Wentz situation. And wherever, um, if Cap was to get signed by anybody, it's definitely whoever their starting quarterback is, it's going to be a Carson Wentz, Nick Foles situation. Um, so... <laughs> I definitely I think stay away for, from for, for Dak, I mean, not Dak, for Cap to get a job, um, I don't believe he'll, he's going to ever get a job again. Um, I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong on that. But for me, I want him to actually get an offseason. I want to get him a full offseason to get a job. I don't want him to come in middle of the season with – he's already rusty. I want him to have a full offseason with the team so he can get – so he can actually show his full capabilities. That's that's me personally. That's me being personal, but you know, I agree. I think that was smart. I think that's smart. But I honestly, as much as I hate to agree with um, the pessimistic outlook that you laid out, I I, I kind of believe that in my heart, um, deep down in my heart too. As much as I want Cap to get another shot, um, but it's every year that goes past, it it's looking looking more and more bleak. So um, I got a. Uh, I want you to uh how did you feel about the uh contract situation or the contract talk? Because once again, that was the first thing that popped up after after the injury. They like, oh um I why you don't play on the franchise tag. And I gotta I gotta go to I may make a run right quick, but go ahead. I, I already um one, I already know who the top guys are um in the league, even if they're not the top guys statistically. So it, it's called the eye test. So I could look at Dak and, and and tell just based off his talent and the weapons that Dallas are putting around him that he's the, he's the future of the league. And 
I don't want, I don't, if I have my guy, I don't want that in question. So I'm automatically going to just, you know, make sure I take care of my guy. And if I'm taking care of other players, I'm definitely going to try to make sure I take care of my guy first. So I would have probably have gotten a deal done if I was the owner, but I'm not. Um, but, you know, it's a whole business and they play these they play these games. They, they, they did it to Kirk Cousins and I'm not trying to compare them them two quarterbacks to each other but i think if someone else gets a young quarterback and they get into that same position where they're not yet a super bowl contender team they'll probably play that same game because why not it's 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 smart business-wise to not to commit true well you know everybody you know they can we can chime in on this one because it's going to be a a long talk because once we we got the Monday night game, so we're going to be the last game and we're going to, you know, we're going to see. We're going to see how Andy Dalton perform. We're going to see how that goes. We're going to see how that goes. But as y'all can see, I made a wardrobe change because mm-hmm. we're not going to be so we're not gonna be sad. We're not going to be sad this entire mm-hmm. show, baby. That's Late show. Uh-huh. Another one. Late show got another one, baby. Mm-hmm. Late got another one, baby. And we told y'all. We told y'all. I Called predicted it. that. Late Called is sick, baby. Told y'all, baby. Let's go, man. Mm-hmm. I had Lakers in five. I was wrong on that. But uh, I called this at the beginning of the season, pre-Rona. This is in October or 2019, whatever episode we was on there. Called it. Lakers going to bring it home this year. I don't care what kind of chip. Bubble chip, regular chip. It was going to be Lakers in six, like he'll say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bro, <laughs> any chip, man. But look, they still, they still don't, they still don't want to give your guy his due, man. Now, now, I, I pre- we, we, we talked about it. We talked about it, right? We talked about how prior to it looking like the Lakers were gonna win, everybody was just giving the bubble all types of props. Saying this is some of the best basketball. I mean, if we was getting games every night and teams were playing back, uh, only getting one night off, so we were seeing like we were seeing all these elite ballers every other night or every night because they were just taking turns off, right? And we was just loving it, and the games was magnificent. And we were seeing we were seeing young players come of age. That was the beauty of it, right? And then all of a sudden, when it became apparent, when we went up 2-0, and it became apparent, then it went, then we went up 3-1, they just was like, this, this is an asterisk. Like, are you are you serious? Are you serious? Like, nah, bro. That's that's what we're not gonna do. I don't care whoever says it for the rest of my life. If you walk up to me talking about asterisk, I'm gonna say, you're absolutely right. It is an asterisk, just like Mark Jackson said during the during the live broadcast. And there is an asterisk because this title was more difficult than any other title we've ever seen. And the reason being is basketball players, professional ones, normally have the luxury of going home. They normally have the comforts of their home, um, their family, their children, all of that. So now you're dealing with the stress of a pandemic. You're in a dormitory lifestyle living. You're away from your family. You got real life issues that you can't leave the bubble to address. So it's like, this is the this is the most, we've never seen nothing like that. So it, if you're going to put an asterisk on it, 
you damn right you put one on there because this was this was the most difficult socially for any players to have to deal with. And especially for the Heat and the Lakers, they had to be in a bubble longer than anybody else. And now they have to be there when other people are starting to not be there. So now towards the end, ain't nobody to talk to but Trump. So all of your other friends from the bubble, they're gone. So it's like now it's just your teammates. People don't highlight that part. People don't highlight that part. Like people were leaving the bubble. Mm-hmm. So they're making the bubble is is less, like I said, it's less people. Mm-hmm. They make it worse. Mm-hmm. It makes it worse. You ever... Matter of fact, the pressure that that when you see people leave, the pressure goes up. You, you feel me? Come on now. You ever went to um? You ever been to been to summer school? Uh, just to get ahead. You feel me? But, but <laughs> I didn't. I went the same reason. I didn't say you, summer school was for other reasons too. So, I don't know why summer school got a negative connotation. <laughs> Let's change that. Summer school for good reasons as well. I went there to get ahead as well, brother. Don't, let's not do that. We not go do that. But on campus, it's terrible during yeah, the summer. Absolutely, it's terrible during the summer. It, it, the well, it has some perks too. It, just like the bubble. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you see what I'm saying? But, but overall, <laughs> the campus is terrible, and it's pretty boring on the summer. But you can get just yeah. You know how like in the movies and the sitcom. It, it always be the one guy and the one girl on campus. You can mm-hmm. get you can get that type of thing happening. You you feel me in the summertime? <laughs> like my guy, like my guy with the rockets, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> he would go get his COVID test privately. How <laughs> oh, long have I been a lake all my life, Sean? Don't try to play me like that. Don't try to play me like that. I've been there all my life. My aunt, my aunt used to watch me, and. She used to play ESPN Classics all the time, man. They always played the great games, and a lot of the great games were from the Showtime Lakers. And I was like, hold on, this basketball looks way different from all the other basketball. Like, Showtime era <laughs> looked like it could play in this era. So I'm, I got enamored with that. So I'm like, you know what? She was a Laker fan. I was So I became a Laker fan from that. I had some tough times. So don't make it seem like just because my franchise is a historic franchise. Don't make it seem like I didn't have any tough times, brother. But yeah, um, that was a hard fought championship. Like I said, it was one of the it was one of the best that we've seen in a while. It was hard fought, even though that the Heat did look disadvantaged on paper. Mm-hmm. They didn't play like it. Yeah, they showed they didn't play like it. They fought. They didn't. They didn't play like it most of ser- most of the series. But towards that last game, um, but it was just to the fact, man, that. Bro, Game 5 was one of the best finals games that I've seen um, ever. I, I'm, I'm putting it, it's, it's in my list of top finals games that I've seen. And I've seen every single finals game since 88. I'm just I'm just trying to tell you, me and my brothers, since we were little boys, we've we seen every single one. And that's just a fact. So, that's one of the best ones I've ever seen. And I'm taking it out of the bubble of the series, and I'm just looking at the game where everything would have been a, a um, win or go home for the um, Heat with all the pressure and for Jimmy to just 
rise to the occasion like that with Braun playing the way that he was playing, it was unbelievable, man. And I just feel like it was one of those times. There's, there's certain times where you just watching a game where you know and it's two stars like that. It's very seldom where you'll see two stars like that with a lot on the line and both of them just be clicking. Like Jimmy was getting anywhere he wanted to in the paint and hitting over whoever. Braun was pulling up from 30 and hitting like that's that's what he always do. You feel me? It's just unbelievable, man. I just hope, you know, that we can get that type of basketball back next year because the bubble basketball was legit. It was a hard-fought victory, Sean. Mm-hmm. That he just, like Cannon just described, game five. It was like two fighters just standing in the, in the middle of the ring letting them hands go. Mm-hmm. Like, Game five was tough. That makes it tough. That means you got to go out there and finish them in game six because Mm -hmm. anything can happen in the game seven. That was a hard fought. We're not going to do that. (laughs) But luckily, most most people knew, like, the laws of probability, the role players for the Heat. So you knew that Jimmy could probably be consistent throughout the series. But it's like the Tyler Heroes, the – What's what's Kendrick Nunn's and 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 uh, Duncan like Duncan, Hatt, Robinson. Duncan Robinson? So it's like you know that they're go- they're gonna be themselves, but if they do ball out, it's gonna be in spurts. Probably not the whole entire series. So, um, man, if the Heat could have got the role players to just show up in the, in, in the next game, who knows what what could have happened? But I think the Lakers defensively came out and said like no. Like we let a lot of like that that last pick and roll um, that the Heat ran that gave Jimmy the wide open lane for the foul in Game mm-hmm. Five. They said, "Nah, we can't let nothing like that happen in Game Six. And that's what AD just became a defensive anchor. Finally, I've been waiting for it. And it's like in the game in Two K when you know your your guy's a defensive anchor, everybody just plays better. And the way that he was he was fronting the front court but still playing the post it, it, it was it was it was dominant at, in game six and he, he should have played like that all series if corona doesn't end before the season do we have another bubble i think they're going to try to avoid another bubble at all costs to be quite honest it's a season long was... bubble that's that's different yeah you feel me it, they they it, knew like it was the playoffs, so they knew it was a short term and it had to end. But a season long bubble, whoo! I don't think nobody's trying to be away from their family for five months straight. I think they'll just postpone the season and it and extend it as long as they have to, but or put some type of um, precautions or protocols in in place. But I'm not uh, uh, another bubble, and we got it. If we got to have another bubble, that means something something's going wrong again. But honestly, to Sean's point, bro, I don't see the virus letting up. So it's like no end in sight, right? <laughs> no damn end in sight. I feel them. That's that's why the question was asked because we don't see no end in sight. This shit is terrible, bro. <laughs> like, bro, the second wave here, he trying to downplay it. Second wave is here, bro. It, it ain't even cold outside. Oh, it's only hoodie season. And, bro, every time people get together, people get the virus, bro. See? See, this is why we... Boom. This is why we hit. Break the season in quarter. Okay. If you got the bubble... Yeah. Already yeah. solutions right then and there. Yeah. yeah. Pay this man. Pay this, put him on the payroll, see? <laughs> <laughs> 
problem ass. <laughs> it problem solved already. And yeah. Break it up. Solutions. He got a he got a he got a business called We Can Solutions. So you know he's solution oriented. This you, is what you he feel me? What, what most cannons are. You feel me? So it's like you know I tried to offer the bubble solution to the NFL. Prior to this, and no, not the NF, not the NBA style bubble solution, a regional bubble solution. I offered it up prior to, which they could have done and could have avoided a lot of the mess that we're experiencing now. But um, neither here nor there. Let's, oh, let's get it. We got another one. Let's see. Should Jimmy Butler get more respect as a superstar? Because I believe he is. I'm giving him absolute superstar respect after that. I can't. Even if you were a Jimmy Butler... If you were a hater of Jimmy Butler and you're still a hater, but you're not giving him his due, then I, I can't respect it because dude's a flat out superstar because he 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 was getting buckets on LeBron, AD, whoever, and I don't care what anybody says, bro. Most teams, if you had to, if you take a lot of other superstars out. And you give them that same Miami Heat team. You just take Jimmy Butler out and you put another superstar in. I don't know if they get two wins. I don't even know if they get past the Celtics to get to the finals. So, um, dude's definitely a superstar because a lot of the, a lot of what the Heat were able to do in, in their in their run in the bubble was because of Jimmy Butler. A lot of people give Jimmy his flat because he's not a, an elite scorer like a lot of other players but he does a lot of other things like that toughness and grit cannot be understated like his defensive prowess cannot be understated and he can can score just because he's not a natural scorer at heart like he just don't iso you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. just every game every week you know that's just not his natural game doesn't doesn't take any less of his game i feel he like he could be and on top of that, he showed this year more so than his other years that he can initiate the offense and he can pass. Mm-hmm. So come, like, come on, man. Jimmy, Jimmy is just a hooper, a superstar hooper. That, like, you know, it is what it. You put him on the floor and he gonna make things happen. Sean says, what, "What's your criteria for a superstar?" Then because he disagrees. My criteria for a superstar is someone who can do it on the biggest levels. Mm-hmm. against anybody in any situations and that was clearly jimmy butler he wasn't folding under pressure in the crunch time he wasn't folding under pressure when they got down runs and needed a comeback he was doing whatever it took to keep his team afloat to try to win a championship and yes he, he came up short but look what he was stacked up against man and, and with the injuries that he's that his team faced and that he faced bro he took the high angle sprain and, and didn't miss a beat Came back off of that, played his best game <laughs> to date. You feel me? <laughs> with, with the most on the line. So it's like, if he's not a superstar, then what is? Like, I what do it. you have to be? I, I get it when you try to say that compared to LeBron. Like, bro, we know that LeBron is a megastar. But Jimmy Butler is a superstar. I guarantee you there's little kids in, in the United States of America who want to be like Jimmy Butler. I guarantee you. But they, could, they can be Jimmy Butler. Work hard. Like, this is one of the easiest stories that you can be that. You know what? Who have we elevated as superstars? Normally, we elevated, like, for instance, KD became a superstar. Steph, because 
I was one of the only people in 09 saying that Steph was good. People gave up on Steph in 09 and in 10 back when they still had Monte Ellis, man. Think about it. You got Steph. You got KD. You got uh, Giannis. You got um, Kawhi. These are people that, you know, we put them, we we build them up on superstar status because Mm -hmm. what? You could build a franchise. They went up against Big Dog LeBron and didn't waver. They stood toe to toe. And you had to, you know, you had to gain that respect. You punched the bully, basically. You mm-hmm. punched the bully. Now, how many other people, stars that we seen go against LeBron, and then they fold? Paul George, you know, prime example. Like you stand up, you stood up. He matched LeBron's game in the final on the highest stage. Yeah. That's Jimmy. I don't That's know what. That you I don't know what. Like, what I don't know what you really want him to do. I, I, Two triple doubles. Yeah, you have two triple, d- had two triple doubles. So it's like, come on, man. Butler is the definition of a baller. What needs to be done to win tonight is what Butler would give you every night. Yeah. Yeah. Every night. So yeah. if it calls for me to just play defense all night. And then I'll do that. And my, a lot of people you, won't do that. That's But dirty if it calls me to go get 40 tonight. Then I'll do that too. That's that's superstar status. I know it. I know it ain't glitz and glamour like everybody else. You know he ain't dropping sixty. You know he ain't. You know it's it's always ain't. But you need some of that grit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy provide that. I've been saying this for a while. So you mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying I think different. But nah, I I just thought I had I had I was like Sean. I had Jimmy in the in the next tier of you know stars for oh, sure. Star. All, all stars. And that's fine. But he proved to me. You know, I I always say I go by the eye test. I'm not going to look at what he was doing. I was begging, like, the basket. I'm like, yo, he's making every shot. Like, who who is this? Like, he's getting whatever he wanted to on the floor. So it was like, and no, and no one could stop him, you know. So it was like, hey, man, I... If that ain't a superstar, I don't know what is. And hey, we just we just got to figure out. We're going to have to look, have a, a broader discussion. And I knew Vernon was in here because somebody said be real earlier. And Vernon is probably the only people on this planet who called me be like, real. Be real. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's calling it now and be getting traded to the heat. Um, and him and MB had a very good relationship. That is true, and that 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 is a solid point. VIP, VIP in the building. Yeah, <laughs> VIP. Follow the instructions, man, to get your name up here, man. That's all. We try to keep that up a little bit longer so people can see it. Um, I see, I see. Uh, you know, we're gonna start out. We we waiting on the logo. I'm gonna wait, but I've been seeing a lot of people. They've been all in on going for Giannis in 2021. Yeah, I've been seeing that too. But honestly, if I was Giannis, it's a good move, man. I I, I I think I texted in our private chat before, like just because I was arguing with um one of our supporters who always in a um Facebook group um um I forget his I forget what his name is on IG is cooler than you um. Oh, the one Perry, the one Perry in our Facebook group, oh, but yeah. he swears. Um, that Giannis is going to go to Golden State because he he want that to happen, and I just told him I said I just don't think that will happen because one we've all one Golden State won chips before anybody ever went there. 
right? Then we saw KD go there. I don't think that Giannis would want to just follow in the exact same footsteps of somebody else to go to Golden State and try to win championships like they did. He might, but I felt like if he went and teamed up with Jimmy Butler, that could pretty much they could they could be a force. So it's like, but at the same time, I can still forge my own path because Jimmy don't have no chip, neither do I. So it's like we, we, we're writing our own path together instead of me going to Golden State and trying to cling on to their coattails when they already, they've been established. Because so, I've been seeing a lot of reports um, that they're trying to trade their, they got second overall pick. Mm-hmm. They've been trying yep. to trade their pick to um, acquire another superstar. And it, it pisses me off every time I see that report or see multiple reports like that because they don't need to do this. <laughs> they gotta like, do something. They wanna. They gotta. They wanna keep him. They wanna keep what? Giannis. Who? The Bucks want. They wanna keep him. That's what. Yeah, of course. The Bucks gotta do whatever yeah. they gotta do. The yeah. Bucks, I'm talking about. I'm, the Warriors. Oh, Yo, the I'm, Warriors. Oh, okay. Draft. Right, my bad. Draft Wiseman. Draft yeah. Wiseman and yeah. shut up and play don't ball. Think about nothing you else. Don't, and, and right now, ain't ain't no really big three. So if you just get somebody else to play ball, y'all can still be a threat. They got Andrew Wiggins already. <laughs> I know, bro. They a threat anyway. You, know, you just, just draft Wiseman and, and and go back to work. But you know Don't how... do nothing else. Don't try to go get another vet to try to recreate what you did with KD. You don't have to. You won before KD. You possibly can win without you. I believe it. No. But don't do that too. <laughs> just draft Wiseman. That's the smartest thing ever to do. Draft Wiseman and shut up and move on. That's it. Okay. Healthy Lakers versus, versus the Warriors. healthy Warriors. Who you got? The way they constructed right now, I'm taking the Lakers. I got yeah. the Lakers beaten. I, I had the Lakers preseason the best team in the league. Um, so, you know, I, I would just take them healthy. We already knew that KD wasn't going to be there. Um, we knew that you know that probably Steph and them wouldn't play this year, but even if they did, I still would have took the Lakers just because they don't have a they they need front court to stop Anthony Davis and yeah. I, and the pick and roll with Bron and Anthony Davis or Rondo and Anthony Davis is deadly, which I don't even know why we didn't see more of that from the Lakers. Um, but it is what it is. But I still would I still would have had them. Regardless of the they, healthy, they're going to make it roster. tough because, like I say, Steph and Clay, that their elite scoring, shooting is going to be a problem. But once again, what it all boils down to, they don't have anybody that can handle LeBron. They don't have anybody that can handle AD. So it's going to be a tough series. It's going to be a, a you know, blow for blow. It'll mm-hmm. be tough. And home court is going to play a major key in in that series. But I'm riding with my guys. Um, I'm riding with my guys. And while we, what, matter of fact, what are we gonna stick? Are we moving on? Because man, the chat is booming. Yeah, the uh, chat booming. <laughs> well, let's stay with the Lakers. Let's stay with the Lakers right now. Uh, what do we need to do moving forward? Because we can't stay packed. I mean, we won, we won, and mm-hmm. what we do. Mm-hmm. And LeBron teams are always going to be the hunter. He can't hide from nothing. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely going to have a bigger bullseye on their back, and teams are going to be coming for him. So they got to improve this roster. Yeah. Somehow. Um, 
Well, you know we got Avery Bradley coming back, correct? Yeah, he's still coming back. So we got Avery Bradley coming back. I honestly would go back and sign Rondo and KCP. I know they opted out, but I would bring them back. I would bring them back, and I would try to add one more piece, one more shooter, and 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 that's it. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even do too much. And I I'm honestly I'm not letting KCP walk after what he did. Like I know he had the one game where you know they had the memes when he <laughs> and all of that, but after that KCP been here. Like he had his reality check. He showed up for the Lakers. He was a he was instrumental. To that championship run, so I would just bring that guy back. I don't. A lot of times, people like to let people who are who are a key part of their runs walk. I'm not a fan of that. I say go get them, go get them, bring them back to that someone prove that they can beat them. Um, you know, that's what I would we're do. We're going to need. Uh, we're going to need another piece somehow, somehow to compete, and. Once again, I keep I try to be realistic. Some of these trades that I see that they got us trying to go for, I'm not for. Like for prime example, one of the trades they got, oh, we're gonna go get Bradley Bill. With what? We ha- we have no assets to trade for anybody, actually. So no. I'm not I'm not even going to get worked up and get hyped about a uh, a Bradley Bill trade or a Chris Paul trade. Um do we have enough? We have a lot to get. We could give up a lot to get Chris Paul. Me personally, but I'm we not. We don't have anything left. Yeah, I'm not overhauling my my team for CP for, for this Chris Paul, especially yes, especially after how he performed in the clutch um, this year. I'm done with him. You know, he balled, made an All NBA team. He, you know, took a Thunder team that nobody thought that was going to make the playoffs. He balled. He balled, and I would love. For CP3 to be on this current Lakers team next year, but I'm not giving up nothing to get him. Nothing. If somehow he takes a buyout and becomes a free agent. I will welcome him with open arms, you know. And that's what I'm kind of predicting because I don't see a trade. I don't see a trade for Chris Paul. I'm sorry. I don't see the Bucks. It was reported the Bucks trying to go get him. I don't see them giving up a whole lot. They go get Chris Paul. If the Knicks go get Chris Paul, then they're just gonna be the Knicks again, and it's not gonna change nothing. I, I just don't see more, him. more more power to them if they go ahead and get Chris Paul. Go ahead. Knicks. I think a buyout. I think a buyout is going to come. They're gonna to try to hand and trade him. I mean, they're gonna to try to hand, and which they should. But I just don't see. I don't see a buyout in his. I mean, I don't see a trade in his future. I see a buyout, and I do hopefully see him coming to LA. Uh, I would love to get a, I would love to get a Jeremy Grant. The way he ball, the way he ball for Denver in that playoff, Listen, he would be perfect. He was cooking up. But I'm like you on 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 one hand, I'm bringing everybody back. Yeah, I'm bringing why everybody not? back. They were in, they were instrumental. So it's like, I, it, as much as you bring that, it's, that's the championship roster right there. You can move if you want to add more. I see that, but. You yeah. need to still bring the core back, and the core to me is bigger than just Bron and AD. You got, but you got to add because it's you got to add. Yeah, I still say you need to add. You should add. Uh, you know, uh, try to add a better big to help um, AD out or a, a better shooter. Um, but I feel you like always, you, 
another shooter. You can always use another facilitator, yeah. you know, another playmaker, somebody that can score. In their, you're going to need somebody that can score on their own. Yeah. Somebody that can score on their That's own. That's why I somebody. said bring KCP back because if you don't, you automatically losing someone who can score on their own. You know, we got to read some of these comments. Got the Bucks need another player that can score, like a DeMar. The only reason I don't like DeMar um, with the Bucks is because he can't shoot. I like so they DeMar. Are, I like, I like him. I like him. I like him with the Bucks better than I do with the Spurs. I don't. I don't like that. I never like. For that. some reason, it's not working. It's, it's I, just not working. I, I said but that. Think, but think about, think about it with the Bucks. They already lowering up the stop, um, to force um, Giannis to shoot. So now you put another per, player on the floor that can't shoot. They're going to be easier to defend come playoff time. But he that's can why also, I don't like the fit. But it's like. <clears throat> You you can try to force Demar to shoot, but he can he can keep his dribble and still get to the rack. So it's like, and if you trying to force Giannis to shoot, then Demar could be a slasher. So it's like I I I would like to see them two together. I, that's not that bad to me. That's another team that needs somebody else that can score. So mm-hmm. once again, make it happen because you don't have anybody that can go get their own shot. So. Get it? I'm just have reservations because he's a limited shooter. Yeah, and you already have a Giannis that that has trouble shooting. But if you can get him and then bring in a shooter, and, and the thing about Giannis is we've seen every year Giannis is willing to improve. So it's like mm-hmm. I know that each year Giannis is not gonna shoot as bad as he did the year before. So he's 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 trending up as far as shooting. So it's, uh, there's gonna come a time and point. In the next five years, when we might say, "Yo, Giannis is lights out," <laughs> and you heard it here first. Like you heard it here first. I know that y'all probably think that's crazy, but you heard it here first. Watch. Final show: the importance of a traditional center. I'm not sold on small ball. We was never sold on small ball. I was I was never sold on small ball ever. Small ball basically, you know, your bigs is trash. Once your bigs is trash, you had to go small. You got to put your best players on the floor. I understand that, but versatile versatility is key and Vogel and the Lakers have showed that that you can have multiple lineups and play with anybody match up with anybody if you're just small like that's it so you can't go to anything you can't match up with everybody that's a fact like I said I mean you need definitely got to get some versatility though yeah I was never ever sold on small ball even even when Golden State was winning and just shooting the lights out. I, I used to tell him all the time, like, why is our teams trying to load up with shooters to beat them? Why don't they just go in there with a dominant center like the Lakers did when they had Shaq or somebody <laughs> and just keep throwing them the ball, let them get and ones the old-fashioned way, dominate boards and just say, y'all are too small and make them take those shooters off the floor. But no one ever did it. Everyone always tried to beat them at their own game, which you never could do because that was their style. So it's like, you got to just come in there with brute force, which is why going back to your earlier question, if they were healthy, Lakers or the Warriors, I say Lakers because I think the Warriors number one weakness has always been defending real big. So, Mm Do the Nets need one more piece? I don't believe so. I believe that if they just bring in KD and, and the healthy Kyrie with the pieces that they already have, they have enough. They have enough to get to the finals. Chemistry is going to be their issue. I believe they have all the pieces in, in the world, to be quite honest. Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie, 
Uh, hopefully they can bring back Joe Harris. In my opinion, I think the Knicks got 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 a lot. What you think, Ken? Um, I want to I want to see them actually try it before bringing anybody else in because these two guys in particular are are, are very arrogant. So it's like. I I don't want you to bring anybody else in. Like you said, y'all should be enough. With the role players that you do have, y'all should be able to go out there and get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I honestly think it's going to be tougher than that with Milwaukee, with Indiana, and with Miami coming back. So it's like, they got, hey. But I want to see them try to do it without bringing in no more pieces because y'all are supposed to be the guys. Yeah, y'all supposed to be superstars already. So mm-hmm. y'all go ahead and show up, put your big boy pants on, and y'all supposed to be healthy. What top free agents should Sixers pick up? Anybody that can shoot. We we said this, we said this a couple of shows back. Anybody that can shoot. If you can shoot, Philly. If you can't shoot, don't call Philly. Don't call, don't go nowhere near Philly. Don't even get a Philly cheesesteak if you can't shoot. That's <laughs> uh, don't do none of that. It's <laughs> neat. I like that. I would like that. I would love to get um um Gallinari. Yeah, that'd be a definitely good fit because Gallinari can he 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 can shoot the perimeter shot plus get it create his own shot when he need to. I like that fit. And he and he can just be big on the wing and make it tougher. Should we trade Kuzma? See, the thing about trading Kuzma is. He has a minimal contract. That's why I've been opposed to trading Kuzma all this time. His contract is trash. So we're trading him for somebody else that's going to be a veteran trash. And I'm not I'm not sold on yeah. vet trash. Yeah, me neither. I hate vet trash. <laughs> I get it, Lincoln Nation. Sometimes Kuzma is frustrating. He hit or miss, man. He, you know, he's inconsistent. I get it. <laughs> but the fact that we can't get upgrade because of his contract, is the fact that I'm gonna just roll with him, like. But I, but I feel you. I feel anybody that want to get rid of. Kuz, I can't defend him. Kuz just needs more clock to be better, and that's really what it is. Kuz was cold. He's a he has to be hot. He mm-hmm. he's a streaky player, so it's like he needs more touches to get his streak going. Um, and unfortunately, you know, on the team that he's on. He 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 didn't have those opportunities this year, but I don't think that they should get rid of him because um he definitely gonna go somewhere else and flourish. And like Hill said, we're gonna get a trash vet in return. Um, who we already know the ceiling for Kuzma can still get better. Bill Trade, we need Kuzma, Green, Alex, and a few picks for Bradley. Like that's a you know, I would love Bradley Bill in the lake. I'm not don't get me. Don't get me wrong. I would love it. It's just the fact that I just don't believe it's happening. But that's like, a lot of I, I like Caruso, man. And damn, people aren't putting that much value on Danny Green. I, I'm not trading Bill <laughs> for anything with Danny Green involved. That's just me. <laughs> but lately, we tried to get rid of Danny Green. He's involved in every trade talk. Just cut him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just cut him, man. Danny Green, best, bro, his best. The best I've ever seen him was against the Miami Heat when 
Miami Heat came back, but Danny Green was potentially about to be the finals MVP that series. I don't know what year it was, but he was trying to put the Heat away, bro. And it's like ever since then, it's been a steady decline every year for Danny Green. What you think y'all need? I doubt CP3 would fit in LA if anything of PG not as dominant. See, but that's what Bron just showed you. I was thinking that same way for a long time. But Bron just showed you he would give up the range to uh play a facilitating point guard because he played was on the court a lot with Rondo. Mm -hmm. And I was hating it. You can ask Ken, I'm like, get yep. them off the floor together. I hated it every yep. time. But it showed me that Bron can play off the ball because I told I've, I've been saying it for years. Really, he but he only leaned, he only let he gotta let, trust someone yeah. on the ball, and that's the issue. And so he trusted Rondo on the ball. And so he said, Okay, I can be off the ball. But it's like I think that's the same thing for Kobe and Michael too. They could have played off the ball, but they didn't trust nobody to be on the ball, which is why they were shooting guards that handled the rock. Because can't trust you with it. Yeah. Um But what uh CP three showed in Houston. He can play off the ball as well, yeah. and that's what and that's yeah. where I like to fit with him and LeBron because they both show that they can give up something to make it work. But I don't want. I don't want. I'm not that. giving up. Yeah, I'm not. Like I said, we're not giving up everything for. I'll be damned. I mean, this. But this is what this, CP is old, man. But CP this is old. what Bron does, bro. This is what Bron team does. They load. They get rid of a lot of pieces sometimes and load up. They load up. LeBron is old too now. You got to – Bron teams are going to have to start investing into younger players. They'll have does, to. Does he know that? He All he know is his championship window. Yeah. And if he feels feel that oh, yeah. Football, I, oh, yeah. Like I said, if he feels that's a championship window, he ain't thinking about the future. Yeah. I mean, if it's reasonable, they'll bring him in. But I just don't feel like – like the trade we were looking at, I don't think they will overhaul the roster, like send four people out just to bring one guy in. But so. they're gonna have to because, because of the contract, he got a big ass contract. So it's like you got to match it. And somehow. that's why I say stay stay the hell away from CP3. <laughs> stay the hell away from him. But I think nah, Jeremy Grant, he he can shoot in college, so it's like. He 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 wasn't giving. Sometimes it just doesn't click early on in your career when you the defense is different. People close out hard in the NBA, so it changes. I just think he found his shooting touch that summer, and I think that's what we're seeing. I don't think he necessarily could not shoot prior to because he be, he been a scorer. You know, we just we've been waiting for this. I seen um, Jeremy Grant play a lot in high school also, so. See, this is what Drew Holiday to the Lakers would be an issue. I would love for Drew Holiday to be a, be a Laker. But I just don't feel that the Pelicans are going to do another deal with the Lakers. So, just, I, I feel we done. I think we feel, we done with them. What they got to lose, man. What they got to lose. A viable player. A, you know, underrated player. He would be the perfect piece for us. I mean, the perfect piece. He would finally get his respect defensively. Like he, like he been, he because he don't get that, and we. Oh my god, I don't even want to think. See stuff like that. I don't even want to think because it ain't gonna be realistic. Because I like to be realistic when it comes to my trade. But we spent a long time on Lakers, and it was just mm -hmm. dude, we won the championship. I yep. mean, it is, it is, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. But we had a uh, a shocking transaction happen this week. 
uh, Le'Veon. Yeah. Came a chief. Mm-hmm. Man. And, uh, that just hurt one of my fantasy teams that's already hurting. But that's, that's neither here nor there. But what's your initial thoughts on that, Cannon? My initial thoughts was I was upset because, one, I had Le'Veon. I stuck with him during IR. And I needed him on the Jets because the Jets don't have anybody else at running back. And I don't even need you to do good, Le'Veon. I just need 60 yards and a touchdown on the goal line. That's all I need from you, right? And now they trade him. And they trade him to an offensive juggernaut. So it's like, I don't even know if you really even going to get touches, Le'Veon. And... You know, if I was, if Andy Reid is, he's a, he's very smart, so he's probably going to try to work a man eventually. But it's like I don't know if it's a rush to, like I don't know if he's going to get played this week. So I'm looking at it from a selfish standpoint, from fantasy, because I'm trying to figure out if I need to cut, if I need to cut this man or not. He's been on IR all year for me. He only played one game back, and now you're on another team. So I don't know what to do, um, but. <laughs> what I will say about the Chiefs running back room is they got the rookie um, with um, Charles Edward, Elaire, Clyde, Clyde. Clyde Edward, Elaire. Um, they got him, and you know he looked pretty decent. But I think you know if Le'Veon could get back to his Pittsburgh Steelers days, which I don't know if he could ever get back to that, then he could probably take control of that running back room. But that remains to be seen. I think they they don't need they don't need Pittsburgh Le'Veon, to be quite honest, because Clyde has been doing a great job yeah, for them. Yeah, he has been. What what he struggles is he's not strong enough to handle goal line. Like he, just I've can't, seen him handle it too. But he just can't. That's but but that's the struggle. That's the struggle because if you watch them, and it's not really a struggle because they get very creative in the red zone. Mm-hmm. But they're getting so creative in the red zone because they know for a fact that they can't just punch it in with Clyde. Yeah. Oh, now yeah. Had, oh, yeah. I remember that game we watched and he just kept getting he stuff. He couldn't punch it in. Yeah. He couldn't punch yeah. it in. Because he's not, he not strong enough yet. He, he's going to get there. He's going to get there. But now they got Le'Veon. So now they get to the red zone, it's an easy, you know what, we could just punch this in if we have to. Because they've been getting real creative doing reverses, mm-hmm. uh, RPOs, throwing yep. it to the left tackle, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, flip flip passes. They're doing everything in the red zone to score. And you can't depend on that week in and week out. But what you can depend on is somebody just have to, who has a nose for the end zone. Mm-hmm. They can just punch it in. So it's no need for you to get to try to get rid of Le'Veon. And don't get your fantasy advice from Hill. You know better than that. Mm-hmm. But He's going to be a goal line threat, and he's going to piss. I'm hurt for Clyde because he doesn't get those if goal they, line touches. If they even get into that situation, so it's like they already they got they full of back. So it's like I wanted him to go somewhere that didn't have a back at all, so he could just be the guy. But yeah. like I said, I'm I, I'm my take is from a fantasy standpoint. Um, <laughs> I've been done with Le'Veon for real years ago. I normally don't even pick him up in fantasy. It's just running back was thin this year, man. It was thin, so I had to. I'm looking real bad, man. It's, it's, <laughs> but it's just, I mean, they, the Chiefs have been um, 
they're not really struggling. They're just getting punched. They're getting people's best. They're getting people's best bets, and which I said was going to happen to them. Like they're they're you're the Super Bowl champ. Yeah, you're yeah, you're the People's going to give you their best efforts week in and week out. You can't hide up. You can't sneak away anybody this year. You know, you just paid your quarterback five hundred million. You know, you own TV half every a, week. Half you know, a B. You're not sneaking up on you. Getting you're going to get everybody's best bet every week, and that's what happened. And the Raiders showed you. The Raiders ain't beat them in a while, and the Raiders hey. showed up. The Raiders, the Raiders showed up. The Raiders showing up this season, period. Um, you touched on it earlier this year. And it's looking like John Gruden um, said, all right, during this pandemic, I, he went back to the drawing board. Because last year, we were saying that the game kind of looked like it passed him by. And mm-hmm. I said in our private conversation, I didn't want to give up with him because I thought he had that that thing that coaches need, that great coaches have. And and I just and I thought that. So it's like we the the jury's still out, but it's like he is turning Oakland around, man, and they're looking like a certified problem. So it's like they beat they beat the Chiefs. They continue to win. If the season Continues to go, which Hill said it will no matter what because of the NFL. You know, um, <laughs> then the Raiders can be a problem if they get into the playoffs. They have that that mentality, and they're in a new stadium. They're feeling good. You know, they have that mentality that they can be whoever. You know, and so they're looking like a Gruden uh, team. They're looking tough. They're looking like grinders. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're <laughs> like like right like Gruden grinders. That's and he finally putting his stamp. His um his stamp on that team, in which I did not agree with some of the moves and mm-hmm. the way of, the way he went about it, but it does take time to put your stamp on certain teams, and it looked like they because they haven't played every team that they play has a winning record. Yeah. So a lot of people like that, you know, well, who did they play? Or did, you know, they try to use that against certain certain teams. I know I've heard that before against my team. So I'm going to give those Raiders their praise because every team that they face has a winning record. Mm-hmm. So they're not playing bums. They're coming out, you know, they're coming out with it. That's a fact. So they're going to be a, they're going to be tough in that AFC West. You're going to have to come fight them. Like you say, you have to come with it. You ain't going to beat them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's good for the NFL also. Man. We've been seeing a lot of the same teams over the last few years. It's just good to see. You know the the Browns the Browns looking better. Um, mm-hmm. You got the Raiders looking better. The Bills looking better. So it's just, it, I, I think it's just good for the league, man. It's, it's good for the league. league. Yeah. Some other teams, yeah. Some other teams, is, you know, show show what they got and improving. It's, it's like you say, we need some. We need some new. Mm-hmm. We need some of the old. We need some of the old back. Mm-hmm. And we need some new. That's a fact. <laughs> All right, so I won't. I only got one uh, Corona theory left, Candy. All right, let me hear it. <laughs> Adam, Adam Gates is only dead because of Corona. Did <laughs> <laughs> they fired Dan Quinn? I <laughs> told you. Them. I said. I told you, man. Listen, only Corona or not, some of these people needed to be fired. Yes, and sir. I'm surprised it took this long for Dan Quinn because. I said that he was on thin ice last season. You mm-hmm. last season after you blew the Super Bowl, so it's like then you come in 
with with the Dallas game, I would have fired you right then and there because what you're showing me, you're showing me that blowing leads is now a that's a trend for you. Your DNA, buddy. Yeah, so it's like I, I don't even want to be. I gotta. It's like cancer. You gotta cut it off. You gotta distance yourself from it. And so, I, I didn't think that a pandemic was gonna save him. And I'm shocked that a pandemic continues to save Adam over there in New York, man. Because <laughs> Le'Veon, you, you got rid of him. What, what you gonna do now? You going back to Frank Gore? Mm-hmm. You really about to get yourself fired? Like I don't, I don't know what's going on. So um, we'll it's see how long the Rona can protect his job. <laughs> Thank you. We, I, I've shown you, I showed you the schedule. I don't see a win yeah. in the in yeah, the future. You said that. I don't see a win in the future. Donald's hurt. He'd be back soon. But I mean, even with him, he wasn't playing that well. It's just the fact that. They got a lot of picks from the Jamal Adams trade, so mm-hmm. you might as well use those. Yep. You might as well position yourself at to have a great pick. You know, go ahead and get the number one pick. You go ahead and get everybody that you want, and and just just ride it out. I mean, firing you okay, firing Adam Gates is not going to change anything in New York right now. In my opinion, sometimes it does. Look what happened when they fired Gruden and Callahan took control. They instantly in one week looked like they knew how to play football in one week. I'm not saying that they won, but they did things like not waste timeouts in the third quarter. And so it's just like sometimes firing a coach can change things instantly. So it's like even if they don't win games here, they can at least trend towards start winning games. And I think as a fan of a team, you would rather that they trended Towards winning and it just look like complete trash all the time. They need something. Okay, I, I, I I'm not, I'm not a fan. So <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely gonna look at it. I'm looking at it differently because, I, like I said earlier, like I said, I'm not a fan of tanking. Yeah, I, I don't say tank. I'm just saying get rid of him. This might help you not to tank. Yeah, this yeah. ain't tanking. You just, yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. is. You are who you are. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But I just feel that it's, it's not gonna change. But some might change. They may play a little bit better. You know, it is what it is. Um, want to give a uh, uh, it's not a apology, just a shout out, some praise to the Titans, man. We bashed the Titans last week. We killed the Titans last week. You know, they were putting a blackout on the league with their um COVID outbreak. Mm-hmm. They, you know, not handling things. We called them um selfish. Um, we bashed the Titans. You know, we bashed the Titans. And, you know, Candy said they was going to play um, Iron Man football. <laughs> and they went out there and punished the, um, the Bills. I mean, they went out there and punched the Bills in the mouth. And they rallied around themselves. But they you know showed what? up. I'm, I'm, I, I ain't apologizing. And I'm going to tell you why they went out That's there. Why, yeah, yeah, it was nothing to apologize about. Because they deserve everything that we said I, last week. I, I'm just saying, they... The reason they went out there and punched them in the mouth because they held them extra practices here. <laughs> they, they, I told you. They manipulated you. and they lied. <laughs> I told you. I told you they had to have them practices, bro. They had that because you had to go out right. there perform. Hey. I told you. Hey, but I ain't mad because Derrick Henry got – y'all was able to get Derrick Henry on that field for me, and I needed Derrick Henry bad to solidify my, um, my winning uh, best of the best, man. Whew, that's but, uh, a tough league. Yeah, 
But like I said, I'm giving them their praise because they showed up. They're still undefeated. You know, they did what they were supposed to do. They handled business. They handled the tough bills. You know, they handled the tough bills, mm-hmm. which I'm disappointed in the bills because they should have been ready. They should have looked way better than what they look, especially with a team that did. It was those, Tuesday, those bro. The outside was, practices wasn't doing that. It much. was Tuesday, bro. You yourself said no game should Can ever be. And so you got them in an awkward spot playing football on a day. They never play football a day in their life on. Should Josh Norman retire? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Get about here. He little yeah. boy. That yeah. was he it. Yeah. He little boy. That, he, that, <laughs> that was the toss that sent you out the league right then and there. Bro. He took your ass right up out the league. Par- parallel, bro. You yeah. literally were parallel to the ground. Yeah, bro. Like, I would have fought him. It is what it is, bro. I wanna. You need to. You should have got up. Well, who who quit at halftime the one time? That's what you should have done. Oh, I think- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ain't for me, bro. It's ain't for me no more, dog. It's ain't for me no more, bro. You know what I'm saying? Should have just got up and left, bro. For real, right then and there. Um. Yeah, we. Oh, bro. We think. Oh, nah, man. we gotta touch. We just gotta touch one more thing. Uh time running short you know we normally try to keep it an hour and some change um we didn't have fun with y'all doing the give and go and and getting to a lot of supportive questions and and comments um we needed y'all we needed y'all for sure yeah we definitely needed y'all so y'all way to be the third man in the three-man weave that's what's up um (laughs) but um we had talu sign um this week um signed a five-year deal with the Los Angeles Clippers. What's mm-hmm. y'all take in the comments? And Hill, what's your take on that? Also like brought Chauncey Billups with him. Uh, <clears throat> I like it. Uh, I like it because um, we we get the Clippers a lot of flack and wish it was well deserved. But uh, they just need to run it back. And mm. sometimes you just need to run it back. And you sometimes you just need to do some a few things differently that you uh that you clearly did wrong initially. Like get your chemistry right. Mm-hmm. Just get your chemistry right, and then you will be the team that everybody predicted y'all to be. And the one thing that Ty Lue has been known to do is hold people accountable. People mm-hmm. like to you know they like to talk bad about them. Uh, oh. Brian did this, it's Brian teams, Brian that, Brian that. But the reports have been said plenty of times that Ty Lue was one of the only few coaches that held LeBron accountable. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hang my hat on that. And like I said, I'll be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You're not wrong. I, Tristan Thompson last week was on, he was on one of them shows. And he literally said, bro, I've witnessed it. Ty Lue don't back down from no player, Brian mm-hmm. included. And so it is what it is. Coaches, coach, players play, man. And you know, you hold them accountable. And then all of this bickering that they got, all these um, bogus reports that they got all coming out now. Uh, we not about to handle. I think Tyloo is ready for the job. And like for me, I'm always giving. You get two chances with me. I hate retreads, but my my you know my exemption is if this is your second chance, go ahead and get it out of the way and make the best of it. And make the best of it. And it's a it's a bona fide championship roster. Yeah. Like, I like, think come it's on a now. good fit. I, I think it's and a good I like fit. The fact, I like Chauncey Billups. I, I like because um, <clears throat> I like him personally. Hey, he was a leader. Mm-hmm. I think he can. I think he can connect with the players. 
uh, I, I wasn't a fan of him just Im- immediately getting the head coaching job because I'm Bingo. not a fan of anybody Bingo. getting the head coaching job uh, immediately with no experience. But putting him in, in that assistant chair where he can directly talk to the players and be, you know, be the leader that he was somewhat on the floor, I like that move. I like that right then. Yeah. And he got yeah. Larry Drew. Larry yeah. Drew is another another respected assistant coach, coach uh-huh. in this league. So now you got a respected staff. Mm-hmm. You go out there and handle your, your chemistry issue, you're going to be a threat. Yeah, It is what it is. I like the move. Yeah. I definitely like the Chauncey Billups move, um, especially knowing the fact that it's it's been well known that Chauncey Billups has been seeking a head coaching position. Um, so the fact that Chauncey was humble enough to say, you know what, let me let me take this assistant role and, and try to learn some stuff before I go out there and set myself up too. Because like you said here, not only do you hate retreads, the league hates retreads, especially when you don't have the, you okay. know what I'm saying? So it's smart for him to go out there and get his feet wet, you know, get your coaching legs up under you, learn how to do it before you, before you venture out. And, um, I think they might be a good tandem together. Two point guards, man. Um, mm-hmm. Mr. Big Shot. And then you got Talu, who was just solid. So it's like, and with the championship pedigree that he got as far as coaching. So it's like, man, I, I think if anybody could try to turn this roster around, why not two young black guys who could relate to the players? Um, so let's see it. <laughs> no, we don't know. We already, t- well, when he got hired, we already said we had to say about Doc. I mean, he might he might do something with them, but they need roster improvement before we go ahead and do sixes. Um, let's, I like the hire. I like the hire. We go ahead and get Ty Lou one more chance mm-hmm. and show what he can do. And like I said, this is going to be his last chance because, hey, you go from LeBron to I mean, Kawhi. he got a chip, though. It's like, why we? Why it's got to be his last chance? It's people like Mike, me. Mike Woods. Okay. Mike Woods that had unlimited people that had chances. It's like, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I feel like Ty Lue been successful as a, as a, as as a, a head coach. <laughs> You feel but me? they don't Just... want to give him credit. <laughs> they don't want to give him credit. It's the you know he had Brian. It's the he had Brian thing, and we've been telling y'all Vogel. Plenty coaches had Brian and didn't get chips. So if we it be... was that simple, yeah, then they would have unlimited chips. Plenty coaches had Kobe. Had, Kobe played what seventeen years or twenty? How many years? Twenty. He got five rings. So it's like if it was just as simple as having Kobe, why don't have ten rings then? You still gotta have a coach, man. So and teammates, you gotta have a whole thing lined up. So it's like it's not as easy as saying he have Bron, man. Tyloo coached the Cavs to a championship. Nobody can take that away from him. And I don't care if he had Bron. You needed Bron. They was never going to get a chip without him. You got a coach. <laughs> like you say, you got a coach. Because if Vogel was doing a horrible job, we wouldn't have won this. We, we would not won have chip. won. We would have lost because Spo, so you got a coach. Spo was coaching his ass off. If Doc is a good high, still a good high, he did lose more than good. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's what I just said. I agree with Mark right there. Uh, we're gonna finish it off with uh this last supporter question right here. Jamar Jackson get hell yeah. Yeah, I've been saying that. But it's like, do he want do he want it? It's like Mark be confusing me, man. Do he I feel like he love that commentating job too. 
and the stresses that came with the coaching job, I feel like he ain't with that. I feel like he loves the game and he loves being around the players, but I feel like it's easier to just commentate it compared to coaching it. Well, he said that he wants to coach again, but he's not going about it the way that I think we want him to go about. We want him to be as loud as he is during the game about being a coach. Mm-hmm. He's being a you know coach. He's been you know he's very religious. So he, if God wanted for him, you yeah. know it's yeah. gonna happen for him. And some of these teams, like honestly, before they hired Till, New York needed Mark Jackson. New York yeah. needed Mark Jackson two coaches ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got to bring your boy home. He mm-hmm. understands New York. Mm-hmm. As somebody yeah. that understands New York, he could have brought New New York back to something. I'm not saying bringing him back to the promised land, but he could have brought him back to something to respectable. And so he didn't get that job. He honestly, um, like the Pelicans, you know, they, the Rockets should give him a chance. You know, his job is he should get a job. There's no way other straight. He should get another chance. Like you said, you get two chances with me. <laughs> like you, said, you get two chances with me. So I'm with that. Give him another chance to show that he can coach, man. I mean, uh, he did well his first tenure, so it's like I didn't, I didn't, I never saw any reason for him not to be the coach. It shouldn't take this long for him to get another yeah. job. You feel so me? you know that's why I've always mm. chalked it up to the fact that maybe he really don't want a job. I would say he would be perfect for the Indiana job. But I already felt that Nate McMillan should have never got fired, yeah. and I don't know what they're gonna do with Oladipo. If I if I had a if I had a crystal ball, understand what they was gonna do with Oladipo, I would say Mark Jackson would be perfect for that job. And if, if they but, had a coach, you might have a, a clear picture because the coach would come in there and say like, I either want I either want to move forward with Oladipo, or I don't, wait, and they you, can get on the same oh, page with the GM. But it's like they they waste some time at this point. The season's over. You need to get a coach. Yeah, see what I'm saying? But I think the reports is they detract because Victor already said, well, not he already said, but the reports that he wants out and it seemed like they're trying to move Miles Turner. It's like, well, I, I'm not sure if that I want to put Mark Jackson in that job if he's not going to have the pieces that, nope. that they have. So, definitely just nope. don't want to be in Indiana with nothing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You look like Nate McMillan and you end up getting fired. <laughs> and then but that's going to be a two chances with him and he's going to be done. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to appreciate all the supporters that tuned in on you, uh, YouTube and on Facebook group. Uh, we needed y'all. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, we missed AJ this one, so we definitely needed y'all. Y'all stepped up for him, and I appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's episode 82. You know y'all can catch us on all major podcast platforms, Three Man Weave, Instagram, Twitter, Three Man Weave underscore. You can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. That's Cannon. I'm yes, here. Sir. And we out.